Good morning, everyone, and welcome to worship today. Pretty dismal out there, but in here, it's really sunshine for us. And as we gather today, we rejoice in the Lord Jesus. It's lovely to see you all. And now I'd like to hand you to our minister, Peter, to lead you in worship today. Thank you. Good morning, friends, and a very warm welcome. It's lovely to welcome you into church today, and to any who have not been here for some time, it's good to have you with us today, and we we pray that you'll feel very much at home again with us. We had a wonderful time in the church hall at 10 o'clock. We had many families making the Christingles that we can see on the table here. So we give thanks today for the worship of God's people that now continues here in church. And a word of heartfelt appreciation from Joe and myself for all the expressions of love and care that we received on our silver wedding anniversary on Wednesday. We were overwhelmed and were very grateful for all that was given by individuals and on behalf of the church. So thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Today is the third Sunday in Advent, with just under two weeks to go until Christmas Day. And we continue to prepare our hearts for his coming. And Mick and Janet are going to now come and lead our Advent candle lighting. Thank you. We light our first candle for all God's people. We light our second candle for all God's prophets. We light our third candle to remember the message of John the Baptist. We thank you, God, for the hope you give. In this world of pain and darkness, bring hope to our hearts. Jesus, light of the world, shine on us. Thank you, Mick and Janet. Let's hear about John in a reading from John's Gospel, chapter 1. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. 
He came only as a witness to the light. Now this was John's testimony when the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him who he was. He did not fail to confess, but confessed freely, I'm not the Messiah. They asked him then, who are you? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, no. Finally, they said, who are you? Give us an answer to take back to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? John replied in the words of Isaiah the prophet, I am the voice of one calling in the wilderness. Make straight the way for the Lord. Now the Pharisees who had been sent to question him, Why then do you baptize if you are not the Messiah, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? I baptize with water, John replied. But among you stands one you do not know. He is the one who comes after me, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. This all happened at Bethany, on the other side of the Jordan, where John was baptizing. So even before Jesus began his ministry, there was opposition, as there is today. But we rejoice that the light overcomes that opposition and the darkness and prevails. So let's praise the name of Jesus, our Lord and our light, as we remain seated and listen to the words of the worship song, Light of the World. Let's continue in worship as we pray. Lord, we praise you this morning for your coming to us in Jesus, your Son. You are the God of hope, bringing hope to all who look to you and who call on your name. How we need the hope that only you can bring. As scripture says, because your loving kindness is better than life, our lips shall praise you. You call us to walk in the light of Jesus, in the quietness. We confess the times we have chosen the darkness and the shadows, causing hurt to God, to others, and to ourselves.
the light of Jesus Christ has scattered the darkness of hatred and sin. He took our sins upon the cross and gives us the hope of forgiveness and new life today. So we make way, we make room for his light, his beauty, as we bow our hearts in worship. Christ, whose glory fills the skies, Christ, the true, the only light, Son of righteousness, arise. Triumph over the shades of night. Day spring from on high be near. Day star in my heart appear. That we may walk in the light of Jesus and serve him faithfully. Amen. We listen to God's word and our Old Testament reading from the prophet Isaiah, set at the time when God's people who were in exile were returning from Babylon as prisoners of war, returning in the year 539 B.C. And here comes the promise that God will help them to establish a just society and reconstruct their ruined capital, Jerusalem. And Keith is going to read to us from Isaiah chapter 61, verses 1 to 4 and 8 to 11. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. On the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, and provide for those who, who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of the, for the, display of the splendor. They will rebuild, rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations for I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and inequity. In my faithfulness, I will reward them and make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants will be known among the nations and their offspring among the peoples. All who see them will acknowledge that they are, that they are a people the Lord has blessed. I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God. 
For he has clothed me with garments of salvation, and arrayed me in robes of righteousness, as a bridegroom adorns his head like a priest. And as a bride adorns herself with, it, with her jewels, for as the soul, as the soil makes the young plants come up, and a garden causes seeds to grow, so the sovereign Lord will make righteousness and praise spring up before all nations. Amen. Thank you, Keith. And God was true to his word and to that promise. And centuries later, God sent his son, Jesus, the fulfillment of those words. And in our gospel reading, we hear words from expectant Mary, the mother of Jesus, who rejoices in her Lord and sings a song of prophecy and promise. Pat is going to read to us from Luke chapter 1. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, even as he said to our fathers. Amen. Thank you, Pat. How our world needs that radical hope set out in Mary's song. Many today live with the threat of war, of famine, of hurricanes and storms and earthquakes and more. And to help us just to think and look beyond the four walls of our church, we're going to watch a short Christian aid video that was made just a couple of years ago. It's about four minutes long. And it tells a story of hope and strength in the midst of life storms. We give thanks for that wonderful story of hope in action and, and the great work of Christian aid that continues. We know that in our lives we might face very different challenges, different storms. 
but we want to say that Christ is our cornerstone, our solid ground that holds us when those storms come. So I invite you now to stand with me as we continue in worship with our next song. Let's praise the Lord. Let's pray together. Our Lord, we thank you for the truth of those words for our lives and for our world that you love. We thank you that you are our cornerstone. That our hope is built on nothing less and nothing more. Help us to hear your word of hope afresh today. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may say, I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. I hope someday you'll join us and the world will live as one. Forty years ago this week, the voice of the singer John Lennon was silenced by his untimely death. The world that he hoped for in his song, Imagine, remains a dream. The Apostle Paul wrote the equally famous words, Now faith, hope and love remain, and the greatest of these is love. In Advent, we ponder how the dream of a better world and the song of a better world refuses to be silenced. The hope of a fairer world refuses to die. Faith, hope and love remain to this day. And because they remain, the potential for change, for the better, is as great as ever. And our Bible readings today explode with hope. Then and now, news of the coming of Jesus brings light and colour. Words of promise shine like a rainbow, a rainbow of hope through the gloom. Isaiah never saw the Messiah that he longed for, that he spoke about in his words. Yet his hope was sure. And centuries later, the time of waiting was ended. The hope of the ages was about to be fulfilled. The saviour of the world was imminent. And all of a sudden, those ancient words found new expression. And all this was happening 
because the Holy Spirit was moving across the face of the earth in a new and powerful way. Today, scriptures told us of a new anointing of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit anointed Isaiah. The Holy Spirit rested upon Mary and blessed her with a song of praise. The Holy Spirit rested on John the Baptist, who paved the way for Jesus. John's message wasn't, the end is near, but the Lord is near. He's coming. Get ready. And in Jesus, the hope of Isaiah, the hope of Mary, and the hope of John the Baptist would fuse together and find new meaning and come to life. A new season of the Spirit had come. The Word became flesh. Jesus preached the good news to the poor. Jesus lifted the poor and the lowly. Jesus came and gave sight to the blind, gave health to the diseased. He fed the hungry. Jesus set women and men free from their sins and their shame. Jesus came and comforted the mourner and welcomed the outcast. Jesus brought heaven to earth. An expert carpenter in the restoration business. Jesus' life was faith, hope and love on two legs. Jesus was like no one who, who had come before or who had come after. God with us, Emmanuel, was here. In the words of Charles Wesley's hymn of Advent, here was the incarnate deity, our God contracted to a span, incomprehensibly made man. And John the Baptist effectively said, you don't know him, but when he comes, you can't miss him. And yet it's true to say many did miss him. The Pharisees, the leaders of the law and the synagogue. And many still miss his coming today. Many will still have Christmas without Christ. Some choose to ignore Jesus and reject him. Some do not want their world shook, do not want their values questioned. 
do not want their powers and privileges usurped. And some do not want their lives changed. Some reject him. And some simply do not recognize the way in which he comes. So humbly, so unexpectedly, as a child in need. Just like Zaza and Jephthah in the video we saw earlier. The Christian writer Rob Lacey in his poem, Not By Might, expresses those worldly ways of winning hearts that Jesus rejected. And Joe's going to come now and read it to us. Not by right, nor by repute, not by clout, nor by cute, not by charm, nor by choice, not by virile, nor by voice, not by looks, not by loud, not by luck, nor by endowed, not by favours, nor by fight, not by brave, nor by bright, not by polish, nor by gleam, not by rule, nor by regime, not by focus, nor by tact, not by passion, nor by, ta- nor by pact, not by push, nor by press, not by name, nor by address, not by steel, nor by sword, not by appeal, nor by applaud, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Thank you, Joe. By my spirit, says the Lord. And we've said how the Holy Spirit was coming in a new way, was moving in the lives of John and Mary and Isaiah. And could that be your prayer this Advent? Could it be my prayer this Advent? Come, Holy Spirit, come and bring a new season in my life. Come, Holy Spirit, come, Lord Jesus. Bring new faith, new hope, new love to life in me. We need this new season of the Spirit. Let it begin in you, and let it begin in me today. Amen. We need to listen to God and to the Holy Spirit. And Jackie's going to come and sing for us now a song of response. And I found out that the song that Jackie's going to sing was written in 1962 with lyrics by Noel Regney and music by Gloria Shane, who were husband and wife. And they wrote this song together as a plea for peace during the Cuban Missile Crisis. So let's respond to God as we listen.
goodness and light to the world. So we pray for the world now, and there will be a response on screen. After each bidding, when I say comfort your people, would you say, and make us ready for your coming? And that's something you can say through your masks. Let us pray. God, you are our maker and our good shepherd. We pray, comfort your people and make us ready for your coming. Where there is distress or sadness among us, Comfort your people and make us ready for your coming. Where illness, grief or trouble diminishes our life and saps us of hope. Comfort your people and make us ready for your coming. When our world changes, and there is uncertainty about the future, comfort your people, and make us ready for your coming. where we are willing, like Mary, to say yes to you, and where we are reluctant. Comfort your people and make us ready for your coming. Across our churches, and within our communities. Comfort your people and make us ready for your coming. And I invite you to name those on your heart today who need the comfort of God. And to tell God your own needs. And receive the comfort of God for yourself.
those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. This is our hope and our strength. So Lord, comfort your people and make us ready for your coming. In this week ahead, we pray that we may comfort others and be signposts to your coming in the manger and in glory. Thank you, Lord, that you hear our prayers, which we bring in the name of Jesus Christ, our Saviour, and in the power of the Holy Spirit, our Comforter. Amen. And let's join our prayers as we say together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. It's been good to have you with us in worship this morning, and we hope that you will be able to join us next Sunday when we have our two carol services. An all-age carols at 4 p.m., and then a more traditional carol service at 5.30 p.m. Obviously not able to sing, which will be difficult and painful for us not to join in. But we will still find meaning and worship in those special words of our carols. So there will be no, no morning service in church next week. And so to our closing video song today, a hymn which echoes the song of Mary, featuring the Sutton Coldfield Baptist Church Worship Group. Let's stand together as we worship. We offer our lives and our gifts to the Lord. Come, Lord Jesus, come fill the earth with hope. And may we find the joy of sharing your gifts this Christmas. May the Lord lead you with all his people to the joy and peace of his kingdom. And may his blessing rest upon you now and always. Amen.